If you've been with us the last two weeks, you know we've been looking at sins that we don't typically think of, sins that we don't typically accuse ourselves of, and because we don't think of them and don't accuse ourselves of them, we don't give them much um, attention. We don't give them uh, much consideration. The first week we looked at gossip, more specifically the sin of detraction. And last week was anger. This week, envy. And like last week with anger, envy is one of the seven deadly sins. But envy is unique amongst the other deadly sins in that it stands alone in that it's the only deadly sin that gives off no pleasure at all. There's no pleasure connected to it. Unlike, you know, think of, think of gluttony. There's an initial pleasure with it. Think of, think of, um, of lust. There's pleasure associated with it. Even anger, we looked at last week, like anger, there's, there can even be an initial pleasure of holding that in or letting, when you let it out, pleasure, not envy. It's not the case with envy. Through and through, there is no, there is no pleasure associated with this deadly sin. We feel rotten all the way through and really feel it. There's, you know, uh, I was looking up this past week that neuroscientists find that envy, when we envy other people, it stimulates the brain's anterior cingulate cortex, which is the part of the brain that's associated with both physical and mental pain. So when envy isn't understood, when envy isn't dealt with, it will bring pain. It will bring mental pain. It will bring physical pain in your life. It will bring spiritual pain. It will cause a mess in life, as we looked at with the other two, with gossip and anger. The same is the case with, is the same as the case with envy is that it will affect our relationships. It will affect our own inability to maintain peace. So just two things this morning. What is envy exactly? And secondly, how are we healed from it? First, what exactly is envy? You know, it's, as we heard in our gospel, it's front and center in our, in our gospel today. Everyone comes to the vineyard. The, the, the vineyard owner agrees with each person as they come to the vineyard, agreed upon what their wage is. And those that worked all day, who got there in the beginning of the day, they worked all day, find out that they got paid the same amount as those that came and just worked for one hour at the very end. And they complain. And in their complaint, the landowner then rebukes them with those words, are you envious because I am generous? You know, we we typically use the two words jealousy and and envy interchangeably. But traditionally, traditionally, it's always been understood that they're different. Jealousy is when we desire the good of another. Like I see something good about you, I see something good that you have, and I want it. Jealousy is rooted with desire. I see something that you have, that you are, and I want that. And that's neutral. That can be either good or bad. Similar to last week, we looked at anger, that initial emotion of anger. It it depends what we do with it. For example, you have a colleague at work who, who um, who consistently gets promoted or you have a, a, um, 
there's a, a classmate at school that always gets the, 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 the A in class. They're always this. It could, you, it could lead you in a spot of being in resentment and where you mope around about it, but it doesn't have to be that. It could also lead one to work harder, to work the same amount, to motivate one. That's where we, we use the term sometimes in these cases where it's like a holy jealousy. It, jealousy doesn't have to be bad. That's not the case with envy. Envy, on the other hand, is always evil. It always destroys, and it's always really, really ugly. Envy is when, is when you see someone else, who they are, what they have, the, the nicer home, being more popular, better looking, have the family that, that, that you want. And it's not that I just want it, but I notice a sadness within me. I know a sadness that you have it and I don't want you to have it. And because you have it, I'm sad about it. You know, I remember 11 years ago now, you know, I was doing some reading on envy and then, like I said, envy wasn't something that I'd really given much consideration to. But 11 years ago, that was my second year in seminary. And the first year in seminary, I was the best basketball player on the seminary and basketball team, okay? The second year, there was someone else that came in and he was better than me. Okay, we're talking the seminary and basketball team, okay? <laughs> but I noticed a sorrow in my heart that this guy's gifts in basketball, there was a sorrow in my heart and noticing it, it was so ugly. When I really came to grips, and at, believe me, I try, I, it was the longest time that it was just like, oh, I'm just a little this, I'm a little that. It's like it just, but when I came to grips that I had sorrow in my heart, and I noticed it, but that's the thing, it needs to be noticed. Because envy is something that we don't e easily notice because envy is something maybe more so than any of the other deadly sins. Envy is something that lurks under the surface. Envy hides itself. Because we're willing to admit, we're willing to admit to ourselves, right, that I'm angry, that I gossip, right, gluttony. But to be accused of envy, like for me to accuse myself, myself of envy or someone else accuses me, hey, say, Father Mark, aren't, aren't you being en envious right there? That you're seen as so small. Like think, like it's so petty that I'm sad over another person's gifts, abilities, what they've worked for, what they have, how small and petty that is and how weak that makes one. And it's not just, it's not just that way. It also goes the other way of when somebody who's you, you somebody that, that's higher up, if you will, in your mind that falls. We like to hear about it. You know, it's what, that's what sells. That's what sells the papers, right? Or that's what gets the clicks on articles. It's, it's like when you see the celebrity or the actor or the athlete that's at the peak and then something happens, they fall. It's like, I want to read about it. I want to hear about it. Someone after mass yesterday 
uh, on the way out in the piazza is like, Father Mark, so, so it's wrong. So you're saying, yeah, it's wrong that I felt bad when Aaron Rodgers is out for the season, you know? And I'm like, but that, but that gets to that gets to what we're talking about. That someone else's goodness, their gifts, their happiness makes me sad. You see how small that is, how petty it is, how ugly it is. We don't like to admit it. We don't like to admit the envious and the envious parts in our hearts. Saint Cyprian wrote a book on envy, and he it, this sentence here just sums it up, I think, beautifully. He says, "What a gnawing worm of the soul envy is." What a plague spot in our thoughts. What a rust of, our, of the heart to be envious of another, to turn the advantages of others into our own mischief, into our own sadness. Envy is like the gnawing worm of the soul. What's he saying? He's saying it eats away at our insides. It, it leads to persistent feelings of discontent, of negative attitude, of a negative emotion. Envy is described as a plague spot in our thoughts. What's it do? It, can, it contaminates our thinking. It leads to bitterness. It leads to resentment and negativity. And lastly, he says that envy is a rust of the heart, right? That is, it corrodes our capacity to love. It, it, it corrodes our ability to be in communion, right? Content, for us to be content with, with, with our abilities and what God's given us, the things that are right below our nose. Envy is a happiness killer. It's a joy killer. So now that we feel all good about envy, right? <laughs> how are we healed from it? Got four things to offer here. First, practice gratitude. All, all, the, all the greats, all the great minds Aristotle talked about the, 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 the great antidote of, of envy is gratitude. The saints, gratitude. Secondly, stop looking so much. Dante, in his classic Purgatorio, describes the punishment for those that are in purgatory, those that are in purgatory from the sin of envy. And you know what the punishment is? The, en the envious had their eyes sh sewn shut with wire because they spent their time on earth causing di discontent in their own heart and sorrow and leading them to sin because they're always just looking around at others, comparing themselves. So their punishment was that their eyes were sewn shut with wire. We live in a culture of envy. Maybe unlike of any other time in the course of human history, we are, have eyes constantly on other things and other people and what they have. If, you're, if you can be on social media and on Instagram and, and, and swipe and be on Facebook and, and it doesn't lead your, your heart to a spot of sorrow, okay, more power to you. But if you notice that when you're on there that it leads to sorrow and sadness, get off of it, or at least to lessen your time on it. Maybe you have to block certain people on there that's causing your heart to be envious. Third, is to note who you're envious of. We're not envious of everybody. 
and who you're envious of and have a temp and tempted to be envious of is different than who I'm tempted to be envious of and is different to the person that you're sitting next to. Why is that? Because we're envy, we envy the people who have the thing we use to justify ourselves. It points to our own insecurities. That's who we envy. The people who have the thing that we use to justify ourselves. So go back to the example for me in basketball. Like it revealed, it revealed of where I, where I placed my identity, right? Is, is getting the accolades, like how I performed in athletics and getting noticed in athletics. And so then when someone comes along that took the praise or the glory or the attention that I used to, that I used to got the first year, again, we're talking seminary and basketball, right? <laughs> but that I didn't get year two. Well, it revealed, it revealed the low, it revealed the spot where I, the low self-esteem that I had an insecurity there in that spot of where I needed to Lord, the Lord to go because that's the spot. That's the root of envy. Envy's up here. We want, to get to, we want to get to the root of it. And there for me, it was like this spot of insecurity, this fear. All right, if I don't have that, then what, then what else? Where am I going to get validation if that's not there anymore? That's the spot where the Lord wanted to heal me. So the question for all of us is, who am I tempted to be envious of? What kind of people are they? Who am I tempted to be envious of? The answer is going to reveal the area where Jesus wants to sure up. It's going to reveal the spot that he wants to secure. It's going to reveal the spot that Jesus wants to bring me to and to have his love poured into, his infinite love. That is what he wants to heal. And then envy begins to lose its grip on us. Lastly, fourth thing, how we're healed of envy, and this is probably the most important out of all four of them. To be healed from envy is to know that we all represent those workers who are working for only one hour. None of us deserve our, or none of us deserve or can earn our salvation. So every one of us are those workers who go in the, who go in the vineyard for only one hour and get paid the full amount. God's generosity and what he did for us for go, by going to the cross in the, for the brokenness that I have in my heart how ugly it is and how petty it is and that I, that I could have sorrow over someone else's gifts and blessings, that the Lord goes to the cross for that brokenness to heal and to restore and to transform. Knowing, the fact, knowing that he did that and that he has an infinite love for me that goes beyond on whatever the insecurity is that, that is at the root of the envy, that is what ultimately heals. It's his infinite love that he has for us. So envy is ugly and it causes pain. It causes mental pain. It causes physical pain. Envy is something that destroys and envy is something that's hidden. It lies underneath the surface and it lurks there. So acknowledge it. Pay attention to it. Pay attention of who I tend to be envious of and see and really sit with how petty it is and how small it is and how weak I am. And when I sit with that, I can invite the Lord to pour his infinite love into that spot so that I can be healed from the root. 
that's a lot better option than having our eyes sewn shut